Welcome to Strategy Saturday. I'm Charles Krill, and today we're going to be discussing real estate investing rules of thumb. Have you always wanted to invest in real estate, but didn't have the time, didn't know where to find the deals, couldn't get the funding, and didn't want tenants calling you? Since 2006, I've been buying income-producing properties in great locations that provide us with consistent passive income while we wait for appreciation in the future and take advantage of tax laws while we're waiting. And unlike your financial advisor, we invest alongside our investors in every property we purchase. Check out investwithharborside.com. If you like the idea of investing in real estate, if you like the idea of passive income, partner with us at investwithharborside.com. That's investwithharborside.com. These real estate investing rules of thumb are broad guides and principles that mainly pertain to residential one to 40 unit rentals. But there are some principles that we use for investing in commercial multifamily, five plus units as well. Now the 1% rule, this is a pretty standard rule that you've probably already heard and it measures the price of the investment property against the gross income it will generate on a monthly basis. If you purchase a $100,000 property and it will rent for $1,000 or more per month, that property has passed the 1% rule. Make sure that you are including any deferred maintenance and repairs into the cost of the property. If you purchase a property for $100,000 and it requires $25,000 worth of work, but you can only rent it for $1,000 per month, that property has not passed the 1% rule. It would need to bring in $1,250 per month or more. When you are reviewing properties, make sure you have an idea of the different rents at different levels of renovation. If you purchase a property for $95,000 and it realistically needs just $5,000 of basic work at the finish level, you're able to obtain $1,000 per month in rent, that has passed the 1%. Maybe if you put $15,000 into it, you're going to be able to get $1,250 per month, even better. However, if you put $50,000 into it, you are only gonna get $1,400 per month. It would be suggested to put the $5,000 or the $15,000 into the property to maximize your returns. Even when purchasing five plus multifamily, I will run this rule in my head, but if you're buying good B or above properties in growing markets, this is not always gonna pass the 1% test. You're really focusing on increasing future rents after instilling new management and completing renovations. The next is the 2% rule. And this rule is the same as the 1% rule, but you really need to be stealing properties for it to work. You purchase a property for $100,000 and you need to generate $2,000 per month for it to pass the 2% test. Honestly, unless you're buying D-class property, neighborhood, war zones, or you're buying in a in 2009 or 2010 situation, uh, this is a very difficult to find. And I remember only one time in my past where a property I purchased passed the 2% test, but instead, of requiring that a property pass the 2% test, I would look for better properties in better areas in growing markets. You want a mix of cash flow and appreciation when you are investing. The 50% rule, this is a rule of thumb that is utilized by residential and commercial multifamily investors alike. This states that 50% of the gross income generated by a rental property should be allocated to operating expenses when determining profitability. If a property generates uh, $20,000 per year in gross income, users should assume that about $10,000 of that goes towards operating expenses. Please note, operating expenses do not include your debt service. Operating expenses include property insurance, property taxes, maintenance and repairs, property management, utilities, uh, reserve fund for capital expenditures. The 50% rule helps when analyzing deals. If you're seeing uh, an expense ratio over 50%, it should alert you to possible expenses that could be reduced. 
Uh, for instance, they are running other expenses or personal expenses through the property or rents that are under market. Either way, there is most likely an issue that you can correct. If you, uh, you see operating expenses are under 50%, there are most likely expenses that have not been accounted for. And this happens sometimes when property owners that own multiple properties um, are planning on selling, say, property A, and they will pay partial expenses for property A from a different property or properties they own, thus increasing the net income at property A by lowering expenses and the lower ex expense ratio should be a red flag, or at least it should warrant a few more minutes of your time when you're doing underwriting. The 20% or 25% rule is a rule that we use when looking at multifamily complexes. And we wanna see a path to growing rents by 20% or 25% in the near future after doing renovation. In a perfect situation, we will find a comparable property that has been renovated and is achieving rents of 20% to 30% more than the subject property's current rents. And this shows that there is a market and the ability to achieve 20% to 25% rent increases. If you cannot raise rents by 20%, it is going to be difficult to complete a successful value-add project. The next and the last rule is the 36 or 48-month rule. And this rule is really when you're looking at multifamily complexes and we use it. We want to see a return uh, on any funds invested into uh, renovations and upgrades within 36 or 48 months, max. Anything less is great. Anything longer than 48 months might not be worth the investment. For example, if you add a washer and dryer combo into your rental unit, it will cost you $1,000, including the plumbing. You can, however, charge residents an extra $75 per month. That is great. You're going to get your money back in just over 12 months or you are spending $5,000 per unit to upgrade the kitchens and bathrooms, you will achieve $250 more per month in rent, another great investment. The goal here is to make renovations and upgrades that will pay you back within 36 months, 48 months possibly, but really 36 months is the goal when you're trying to complete a value-add project. So I hope you enjoyed. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, submit comments and potential show topics at globalinvestorspodcast.com. Look forward to two more episodes next week. See you then. Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Syndication Superstars, LLC, exclusively.